0: Kitchen, right? It's a village life. We coach right? It's a village life. We coach kitchen, right? Welcome, everybody, to the Realtor Life Podcast. I am your host, CEO. And broker Michael G. Davis with Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm. Navigation road. working. Messing my intro up, girl. You better cut it out, Charity. Mute yourself. Mess my intro up like that. Oh wait. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. As, you, that, as you all heard, that was that was the that was the navigation system for our guest of, of the day. Uh, Miss Charity Benny, who's gonna come in here. Uh, she's gonna bless us with. Um, our words of wisdom as we talk about our topic for today. Uh, but as said earlier, I'm the host of the Real to Life podcast. We do it on um, we premiere them on Thursdays. We shoot them at 12:30. We come together, and it's a platform for you to learn about uh, just the multiple dimensions of real estate professionals. I feel like our marketplace, our customer base, tends to pigeonhole us, put us in a box. Uh, but we're not going to be put in a box because we're more than just realtors, we're more than just real estate people. We have many dimensions, many dynamics, uh, and we're going to be learning about Miss Charity Bennett today and her dimensions. So without further ado, I want to bring to the Realtor Life podcast stage Miss Charity Bennett, how are you doing? Hola. hola. <laughs>
1: that's great. How are you?
0: Look, we, we got Charity in her navigation system that's gonna be a taking part in it. The- <laughs> I
1: turned it down again. You should be okay now. Can y'all hear me
0: good? Can you hear Absolutely. Me good? We can hear you great. And we have the we have the chat on. So if anybody has that's questions that's for charity, right. want to chime in, we see the chat, we'll respond to you we like you to, to be a part of, uh, of the conversation. So before we begin, Charity, I know people, as they listen to you today, uh, they're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to learn more about you. So where can people follow you on social media? What are your handles?
1: You can follow me at CBSoldit, that's C-B-S-O-L-D-I-T on IG, and I'm also CBSoldit on Facebook, and my business page is Charity and it will. All
0: right, Perfect. So what we're going to do, matter of fact, Jess, if you do me a favor, if you can put that in the chat, so while everybody is watching, um, they can, you know, go to social media so we can get you some more followers, and we're also, when we edit when we edit your episode, we're going to put it on the screen so people will be able to see it as well, so uh, they pick up some people. All right, so uh, I always like to start off talking about, again, the point of the podcast is to um, highlight. The multiple or the many dimensions of us as real estate professionals. Then, you know, sometimes people just see us one side. So we wanna express and we wanna expose all the multiple sides of us. So, and I know you, and I know you, Charity, you're into a bunch of stuff. So, talk to me a little bit about what are some of the hobbies and activities that you or your family are a part of?
1: So, I enjoy traveling, um, whether it's here or for, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy uh, networking with other people, meeting new people. I love business. Absolutely love business. I love seafood. I love tasting different kinds of food. Um, And overall, I just love being around people. So I wouldn't say I have a favorite thing to do. As long as it involves other humans, I'm down for it. Like Some people are uh, extroverts. Some people are introverts. And there's nothing wrong with either one. I love to connect with people because I understand the value that people can add to you. Um, with that being said, not just any kind of people, like only quality people, OQP, um, because I gotta protect my energy. So it's like connecting with good people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're, a, you're a true extrovert, right? I'm an introvert. Absolutely.
1: People,
0: people drain me. Ooh, if I get tired, I got to go home. I need to get too many of y'all around. <laughs> but It sounds <laughs> right, it seems right. like, it seems like people energize you. So just having people in the room next to you, that's phenomenal. So traveling, traveling, what is it about traveling that really like that you really like about
1: it? Um, I like to see new things because as a child, I remember when the the internet first really came out and took like a big boom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in college. I was in my first year of college and I had a desktop in my my apartment that my daddy had let me live in because he had a lot of properties. And I had got the internet. That's when you used to have the AOL and the Uh, the dollar.
0: Making all that noise.
1: Right. (laughs) Yes, making all that noise. But let me tell you what's crazy about the whole traveling thing. The place to that i couldn't get to i would ask them on the internet and it opened my mind up because i would see california i would see all these different countries different places i'm like man if i can't get there like i can literally get on the internet and i could i would do it for hours mm-hmm. i would just look at different things different places what people were doing in different places and i was like i think everybody needs to travel like mm-hmm. even if you can't travel physically you need to travel through it the- that you need to travel in your mind you need to get away from what's going on in front of you and not be a slave to the situations around you you need to touch new things so that's why traveling inspires me.
0: so traveling so you use traveling as a vehicle to really keep your mind open and inspired you know you know removing limitations boundaries and things like that to experience more is that that's what it sounds like you're saying
1: yeah yeah absolutely like i have to talk to different people i have to see new things i have to experience different things yeah I, I even have to smell new things <laughs> because my mind is always going i'm constantly growing my mind yeah. and for people that grow their minds they cannot conform they have absolutely. to constantly transform absolutely. and i think that's what makes us successful as people you know like it, it, you can you can be stuck you can be stuck in a situation Traveling is one of those things that opens you up. It broadens your horizons and it makes you want to question the things around you. And when you can question things around you and keep on formulating more and more questions, that's how you actually learn. You Absolutely. learn by questioning things.
0: Absolutely, man. That's a great share. So uh, one of, you know, in addition, what are some of the places? What do so I traveling's Traveling is your thing. What's the, the best place that you've ever gone to? You're like, man, this was the spot. Definitely coming so back. So it's.
1: As funny as this may sound, I've never been out of the country. I'm working on that as we speak, right now. Okay. But my absolute go-to, my favorite place in the whole wide world, is Los Angeles, California.
0: L.A. Baby. It's the palm
1: trees for me, baby. It's the palm trees for me. (laughs) It's the palm trees. It's the the carefree. Just it's just a, you know, being like I'm from Louisiana. I'm from home of Louisiana, 45 miles south of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And being from a small town in Louisiana, when you hit places like LA, the freeways are just massive. Yeah, You got eight lane freeways. You know, you got all kind of stuff going on. You got the big murals jumping out at you. That's enough to make you feel like, man, I need to see more. There we I go. need to touch more. I remember I went to LA a few years ago and I took a, a, a family friend with me. He had never been uh, to many places and he didn't have a real good past few years. He was in a lot of crazy situations. The day I took him to LA, he he called all his family back in Mississippi. He said, I'm on the other side of the United States. He said, today I'm going to change my life. I kid you not. I kid you not. When he saw the ocean, he had Venice Beach. That man moved from his current uh, place of residency, he moved to Houston. Wow. And when he moved to Houston, he changed his way of life. He literally got off of drugs. Yeah. He got into uh, rehabs. He started working. Yeah. He moved up in life. He, he's living in a beautiful home now. And he said, All of that happened from the California trip.
0: Wow. You inspired him, man. You exposed him to yeah. something that he had, didn't know nothing about. And, you yeah. got in, and he got inspired to change things. Right. That's phenomenal. And and guess what? You know, not and I'm you know, I, I'm confident enough to say this. I'm pretty sure it wasn't just his life that was changed. Everybody that was connected to him, you know, through yeah. that transformation. His
1: kids, yeah, his kids, you know, like his children, like they they the mama, his mama, he come from a great family. You know I mean, don't get it twisted. People make choices in life and they don't understand how those choices are gonna have detriments on the people that they're close to. Mm-hmm. So for, him, for me to bring him out there and all, all he was doing was driving like he was the third driver because we drive I like driving to Cali. Yeah. I like my kids to see everything like I don't want them to miss a beat. I like flying, but I like driving to Cali because it's so much to see right. So um you know it was supposed to be the three of us splitting it up three ways him, my father and me. but he got so comfortable. Seeing the surroundings, and it was so beautiful to him. He said, little sis, I'm going to just go all the way. Yeah. He did like 20, like 21 hours of that trip.
0: Wow, man, that's a lot. And he
1: was happy. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm telling you. It's little things like that. Mm-hmm. It's little things like that that we take for granted. And when you're traveling, you get to see all of these things. You're thinking in your mind, things ain't going to be the same when I go back to where I'm from. Yeah. Like when we were little, and my mom used to take us to different states, and we would travel. By the time I came back, I had a whole mind
0: renewal. Wow, that's phenomenal. Well, love go me. ahead and put this on your bucket list, man. You got to get to Italy because Italy is my go-to at this point. Oh. I've seen Italy, I've seen France, I've seen Spain, but look, when if I do, you know, I did the whole European piece, but I mean, yes. I've seen London, but I'm gonna go back to Italy and spend time in Italy. Italy is the awesome. Spot. So I would
1: love to do that. I, I'm gonna
0: tell you why. Well, me and my mom was
1: supposed to go um but my mom um she succumbed to cancer but we had planned to go to egypt okay we were gonna go to egypt um that was a trip in the making but like i said she died so italy i'm gonna get there yeah but i gotta get to egypt because i've always been a big fan of egyptian history
0: absolutely since being a
1: little girl like uh even in my college days like i took artist literature because all of those things remind me of travel
0: Mm -hmm. seeing
1: different pieces of art seeing the different time frames it comes from the different mediums the different artists it just opens my mind up it's a whole new world
0: absolutely and i can clearly see that you're extremely passionate about travel like it's just pouring out pouring out of uh, you know everything do you utilize like as you market yourself from a real estate base and i'm going a little bit off script because i usually ask this question a little further down but I want to ask you right now. And it's my show and I can do what I want to do. You uh, sure can. But do you do you utilize your passion for travel and things like that from a marketing standpoint to help grow and promote your real estate business and attract people to you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I actually use it to like people on social media. They'll see you post a house in Houston. And I have friends from all over. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, uh, yeah, you get a lot of house in Houston, but your taxes are really high. So I'll use something to show them in California. Okay, well, this is the price point in California, same price point.
0: Yeah.
1: And I want you to tell me the difference. And they'll tell me the differences, but they never highlight what we call the basket of goods in the business world. They never highlight what you're going to pay for gas. Yeah. What you're going to pay for groceries? Yeah. What you're going to pay for education? They never highlight those things. Yeah, so I showed them. I couldn't hear you.
0: I said quality of life.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I tried to explain to them. I tried to show them that where you live determines a lot. The quality of life, like you said. So, yeah, in Louisiana, because I'm licensed in two states. I'm active in both states. I'm licensed in Louisiana. I'm, I'm licensed in Texas. Um, You might not want to pay. $250,000 for a house in Texas, but guess what? In Houston, but guess what? You're touching everything in Houston. Yeah. You have a great exposure to everything and everybody. You have NBA teams, you have NFL teams, you have all kind of um, great uh, venues going on in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have how many million of people in right. Houston? Right. So yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more in Houston, but guess what? You won't be missing a thing. That's not to say that Louisiana is not a good place to live. That's to say that the vibe is different. Some people want to live along the bayou in Louisiana. That is a vibe for them. That is a peaceful, calming vibe. And Mm -hmm. that is slowed down. It's quiet. That's what you want. That's what you pay for. You'll get what you pay for. But understand, if you want the big dreams, if you want the the, 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 the big city lights, you're going to pay a little more, you know? you're going to come to Houston. You can't do it all in Beaumont. You're going to come to Houston. So where everybody wants to be, everybody got to pay.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So what What was it that, Uh, I mean, especially with you being licensed in two states, what was it that uh, influenced you or inspired you to become a real estate professional?
1: Um, I've been doing real estate since I was 12. So I learned to do leases. That was my, I was the lease queen as a little girl because my dad's he still owns a lot of properties. Um, we sold some, but my mama used to make me sit down and write leases. I used to handwrite leases. Really? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I would go and look up some, and I didn't have a printer because we was old school. So I would just write them. I would handwrite them. Um, and what made me start writing leases is that my dad would get burnt on the rent, hmm. so he started doing leases as a form of security to keep his clients in place. To keep his money flowing. Yeah. So, as I started learning how to write leases, I also started learning how to do another thing that is not music to everybody's ears evictions.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I've, I've experienced every kind of eviction you can think of. Yeah. Okay. We just got to get, honest them out. With you. Gotta get them out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had sad evictions. I've had violent evictions. Wow. <laughs> I had people looking for me to do me something, and I had people crying and asking me to work on them. So, I'm not just you know I'm gonna throw you out on the street. Like I'm a people person, I work with people. Yeah. But one thing I train myself on when I'm leasing to a person, I can almost tell when you're lying, I can tell when you're telling the truth. Yeah. Because when you're leasing a place uh or buying a place, you're gonna put your priorities first. Mm-hmm. If you put anything before the place where you're laying your head, you might not need to be laying your head there. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got real good at that game. I learned the different um, habits that people who don't pay their rent, I learned what they do. Mm-hmm. They, they try to play the pity role on you. I had to pay this. I had to do that. You got to excuse me. No, you lease from me. Where you lay your head is important. You have to pay that first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the lease game started me in real estate. Um, I did that for a long time. Then uh, I took the Louisiana real estate course years ago. I never tested. Then I moved to Texas. And five years ago, I got my Texas real estate license. And it's been up from there. Then I went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and finish my Louisiana license because I get a lot of leads from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, I'm going to do my Louisiana license. So now I have both. So I'm licensed in both states. And uh, it's, it's, I've been very busy with it. But... I'm excited. I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: now that's a phenomenal achievement, man. That's something something to be applauded and celebrated. Great job. Um, so, Thank you. what? Okay, so if you were not a realtor, what would you be doing? Oh
1: man, if I was not a realtor, I would probably have some franchises. I would be the owner of a few franchises. Or restaurants. It would yeah either restaurants um organically grown or some that i purchased mm-hmm. um it's got to be something business related mm-hmm. um i mean I, everybody knows i'm a teacher as well i resigned. teaching is great i love teaching but at this point in my life it, well, if i was not a little child i would not be a teacher at this point
0: so you know life. you know you wouldn't be a teacher i know what i would not be right
1: <laughs> um uh, and it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with teaching. Shout out to all of my teachers. Um, but this is what I've learned about myself. I have to be challenged times fifty-five, mm-hmm. and it has to go beyond the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who have minds like myself, like you, we can't do anything mediocre. No. We enjoy having a lot on our plate. I Man, you get crazy. Mm-hmm. Get hectic. Yeah. But it's, we have it's, to have it.
0: It's exciting, though. It's exciting. Yes,
1: it's, yes, it's necessary good trouble. Yeah. So with that being said, if I was not a realtor, I would just be a major businesswoman, conglomerate, like I would have a whole bunch of business activities going on. I don't know. I I, I can't see myself doing anything
0: else. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, when when I asked you that question about hobbies and passions earlier, you mentioned business. So let's let's pivot a little bit back there. I mean, I can see it just like you're passionate about travel, you're passionate about business. What is it about business that excites you so much?
1: Man, let me tell you something. I have a master's degree in business, okay? But that don't even make me what excites me about business. Um, my dad is 82 years old and he's been in the cement business for 60 plus years. Wow. So that was before I was born, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I was little, from before I could remember, my daddy used to get up at 3 in the morning and my mama would wake us up just because.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had to just wake up because my daddy was up. Yeah. I don't know what purpose it served, but we just had to wake up. <laughs> yeah. I guess we had to wake know. up and look. <laughs> So we would wake up and look, but I I would also absorb because kids are sponges. Mm-hmm. So I would absorb.
0: I... Uh-oh. Chair. I
1: noticed that my daddy would get the majority of his work Done before twelve, can
0: you hear me, Mike? Okay, yeah. I, can, I can hear you back. I can hear you back. Okay, I'm lost, here. We lost you for a All little. Right. Now you were saying about your dad. Saying, <laughs> Y'all you know, bear with me. You said you had noticed that your dad yeah. got the majority of his work done before before his, twelve noon. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, got yeah.
1: the majority of his work done before twelve noon. I'm talking about four, two or three house labs before twelve noon. Yeah. Thousands of dollars were made before twelve noon.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he always instilled in us that you have to get up early in the morning. Yeah. And my brother would be like, this makes no sense. (laughs) But now we both see it, and other people see it in us like, well, y'all be up with the chickens. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be up early in the morning. When people are sleeping, I'm up and I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my father inspired me business wise. That's all I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never seen anything but business. Um, I come from a cement and demolition and truck driving family. Mm. Um, my uncle, God rest his soul, Chester Nixon was the first black millionaire in where I'm from Terrebonne parish, home of Louisiana. Wow. Uh, he owned a fleet of 18, um, 18, Willys. 18 or 19, 18 Willys. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I have my daddy's first cousins. All of them are major bosses. In the cement and demolition business yeah. like the, the bennett and the nixon family in home of louisiana that's what they are known for so this is all i saw yeah because my daddy would take me to work with him and i would sit in the truck uh you know right in my tablet because in my mind I, let me tell you something else i used to do that's really funny i used to practice my signature when i was little
0: really wow because i
1: always knew my signature would get me paid yeah I knew my signature would give me paid. So I would practice, I would my daddy would say I would write on everything and I did. I wrote on the table mats, those little plastic mats back in the day, I wrote on everything. Because yeah. I always used to say, This is how I'm gonna sign my name when I get paid. But even going out on the jobs with him, he would bring men out there to work with him. They were like my uncles and they were trusted men. Like they were like my uncles. Those men made sure we ate because they worked for my daddy, you know, and they did great work. Um if we went to a family member's house, that was somebody else that was in business. Like we, we come from straight hustles. Yeah. So that's where I get that business drive from. So I really don't know anything else but business. Yeah.
0: You say you don't know. You don't know any any other way to show up but to show up like that because that's just how I everybody mean, if showed you gonna, up.
1: If you're gonna show up, you gotta show up. You yeah. know. What I mean, it is what it is. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. Like, I don't know. What it is. <laughs>
0: So, okay, so let's, 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 uh, let's switch the conversation up a little bit. I like to do with, with, uh, with, our, with my podcast guests, like obviously give you all a platform and, an, uh, and a stage to show late a lot of the passions that you have, man. And you're doing a phenomenal job of just sharing, you know, who you are, who charity is with the world. Uh, but I also like to do a little bit of coaching, right? You know, I'm a business, business coach, realtor coach. Uh, And I'm all about breaking through challenges and things like that. So I know it's a couple of questions that we ask um, on the questionnaire that deals with that. Uh, You know, one of them has to do with life challenges. You know, what's your biggest life challenges and what one has to do, what, you know, what's your biggest challenge as it relates to your career in real estate. So, you know, when you think about those questions, Charity, like what what would you say are some of the challenges that you're facing or dealing with at the moment? Um,
1: Evolution. Sometimes it's hard to evolve because we want to hold on to tradition. Mm -hmm. We want to hold on to certain people. We want to hold on to certain things. And and when I say this, like I mean this from the bottom of my heart. My fiance always coaching me and staying on me about this. You got to let some things go. Yeah. That's a challenge for me. Yeah. Evolution, like I I evolve, but evolution is a big challenge for me. And I'm, I'm seeing now that i can go as far as i want to mm-hmm. but the failure to evolve will keep me where i am
0: absolutely so
1: the biggest thing my biggest challenge with real estate is evolving evolve. like I, it, like sometimes i don't want to let go of certain things and yeah. certain people yeah but i have to and i think agents should know that like as you grow into the 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 mogul because i I, that's what i tell myself i'm a real estate mogul as you grow into mogul status you got to let some things and some people go everybody can't go with you
0: yeah 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 and and it sounds like what you're saying is in addition to that you got to kind of let some mindset go right oh
1: yeah you got to let some mindsets go and that's hard for me too because i'm from the south i'm from south louisiana so in south louisiana everything is football and god Mm-hmm. you know it's no in between like yeah. you're raised that on sundays the saints play and everybody gonna meet at your house for the saints game they're gonna ball crawfish or they're gonna barbecue yeah. but that's after church and yeah. during the week it's all church but guess what i love god and i'm not knocking god but the, the thing that my mama did not teach me now she didn't do it purposely she didn't know any better yeah the thing that she did not teach me is that real life happens in between this
0: <laughs> <There's other laughs> stuff. yeah yeah
1: it's got lots of stuff it's, it's a whole it's like the little mermaid and ariel it's a whole new world out here
0: right right like right.
1: you gotta evolve you can yeah. still a lot of people feel like because they are tied to their religion or their spirituality that they can't do certain things they can't be a certain person you yeah. still can because your walk with God is personal.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You still
1: got to evolve. You got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your mental health. You got to take care of your body. Let me tell you something. I was so focused on being successful in real estate that I neglected my body. I started gaining weight.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I neglected my mental health. You, It's, it's not work, 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 work,
0: work. Right, right. You right. got to
1: evolve you got to move with the times. like you got to get on you got to take care of yourself you got to take care of your mind and when i say evolve with the times, that means growing your mind too
0: right you Absolutely. have to grow your mind yeah. you
1: grow your business you have to grow your mind as well
0: yeah well you know there's i've heard this before it says that you know your business is only going to grow to the to the height for which you grow right So, you know, as we talked about our core value today, continually learning, improving and operating in the most effective manner. That's in essence what we're talking about. If you have this grand vision, there's a lot of us that have this grand vision of what we want. But when we start having the conversation of who you the person that you're going to have to become to realize that vision, that's when people are like, oh, no, I ain't I ain't. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Like if you're going to realize that vision, like if you're going to be traveling, if you're going to be a mogul, if you're going to have all these businesses, well, you got to understand there's a certain type of person that can can handle that. So you have to become the person first. And as you become that person, then you'll start materializing the things that that person does, right? We want the stuff that they do, but we don't want to be that kind of person. Uh, And
1: shout out to you, Mike, because you help people grow into that person. You know how to pull things out of people that they don't know that they possess. And that's what a good broker and a good mentor can do. They can make people realize things that they don't know is there. Yeah. So with that being said, like even in the classroom, when I would teach high school students, which I love my babies. Mm-hmm. I would teach high school students, they wouldn't just learn from me, I would learn from them too. Mm-hmm. Because learning takes place when we both learn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would wake up things inside of them that they didn't know exist. Mm-hmm. And they would come back and thank me. Miss BJ, Miss Bennett, I just like, you showed me this. You want to do this now? Like I have the, I would I would talk so much about real estate in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like in a, if I taught a lesson. I was able to be multidimensional. If I taught English, I didn't teach you just English. Mm-hmm. I tied history in there I taught I, I tied taught business in there. I even tied biology in there. If I'm gonna teach you uh, if, if we're gonna talk about the, the, the slave trade, yeah I'm gonna tell you, the resources that was important at that time, the waterways that was important at that time, yeah. the real estate that was popping at that time, this side, west of the Nile River, this side, east of the Nile River. This what was going on. I'm gonna even bring the Bible in as literature because in the setting that I was in, the school that I was in, I was able to do that. Yeah, you know, So I always scored high on observations for that because I was always able to bring in a, a wash of information. And when you can do that with a person you open up different chambers in their mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're not
1: basic. You have to open up different chambers in their mind. So shout out to you because you're able to do that. A lot of people don't possess that. Yeah. You're able to do that. Um,
0: and I appreciate that. Have to, And I yeah. definitely appreciate you yeah. saying that. And I think it's a lot of it, and I feel like we, we may share this, is that we enjoy doing it. Like we oh, love yeah. teaching. And yep. people out here, they, they're calling themselves a coach. They're calling themselves a teacher, but they're not really passionate about it. You know, I tell people all the time and I don't, and I am, I am not shy to say it. The only reason I'm still in real estate is because I can be a broker. Because if it was, if it was me just still being a realtor, I'd have been got out of this business, like working with buyers and sellers and nah, that ain't, I, you know, I tell I tell you guys all the time, y'all gonna be a lot of them gonna be better realtors than me, and the reason it is is because I don't care enough. I didn't care enough. But yeah. as it as it, and you
1: have I, to care in this profession because of what you don't care about equates to you not having checks.
0: Absolutely, and, they're, and they're, <laughs> some of my realtors, man. I'm all I'm in awe of some of y'all, like how y'all cater to your clients. Like I would never I would never do that. But guess what? As it relates to being a better broker than me. I'm not going to be outdone because the same way that y'all cater to y'all clients is the way that I try to cater to y'all because I get my fulfillment not out of putting a family in a home. I get my fulfillment out of working with somebody that working with the person that is going to realize that dream for that family getting their dreams realized, being able to build their business and now having them do things that they felt like that they couldn't do. You and I both know this. When you first get in this business, you hit that fork in the road and you're like, man, is this really for me? Like, I don't think I can do this, man. That self-doubt comes in there. And I love guiding people past that self-doubt. And and, I, and I'm happy that you see it and, and others can see the passion that I have for truly teaching and developing you all to that, that, that I mean this is this is why I do real estate this is why I do it um so that's awesome you got you got any before we shut things down you got any final statements for the for the people today cherry
1: the statements that I have for the people um I'm going to talk about evolution one more time okay cuz I don't know it's been in my spirit hard lately um maybe somebody can resonate with you. I have fallen out sp- pertaining to other than you. Evolution does not mean I know more than you. Evolution means for me, I have to do more. Mm-hmm. I have to t- walk into a, uh, a full-fledged butterfly. Mm-hmm. So along the but- along the butterfly path, you have to understand that I may have to let go of some of you. Mm-hmm. I may have to let go of some things It does not mean that I'm against you. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. But if self-preservation is a must, and listen to this really good, if self-preservation is a must, i got to take care of me before I can take care of you. So if you don't understand that I have to let you go to be a better me, then you will never solve the great riddle of life.
0: Hey, that's a good word. That's a good word right there, Charity. you give dropping yeah. these gems today. <laughs> dropping these gems. Yeah. I so appreciate it. And if anybody else has any questions for Charity, you know, before I shut it down, jump in the chat real quick and we'll get those questions answered. Uh, before I let you go, Charity, it was one thing I meant to mention it earlier, uh, but I forgot, but I'm going to say it now. You talked about getting up early. And one of the things that you said was you get up early because you have time to think. And... I want to I wanna, I wanna highlight that because that was, as we're talking about evolutions and things like that, that was like a, a recent evolution that I just had when, you know, now before like I would get the kids up and then I would kind of get back in the bed and, you know, then kind of get up later. But I decided, I was like, you know what, when they get up, I'm going to get up. Like they going to school, yeah. my wife taking them, let me, let me go to school. Even if I ain't got my first meeting until 9, 10, 11 or whatever, I'm going to get up at 7. And exactly what you said is by just being awake, it allows you to have that time to start thinking, creating, coming up with new ideas. You know, I come up with my best Absolutely. ideas, my best strategies, my best concepts, my best reflections is in that morning time. So, you know.
1: Absolutely, when everybody is sleeping, that's my time. Yeah. Um. And I, I didn't understand that as a kid Like I said, because my mama would just have us up. Like, she would have breakfast cooked for us and everything. We'd be eating breakfast at 5 in the morning. Yeah. But we just had to be up. Like, we didn't have nothing to do. We couldn't turn on the TV until a certain time. Or if it was on, we had to watch the news. Mm -hmm. But we just had to be up. At that time, I didn't understand it. But I understand it now. Yeah. Uh, So while I'm up, I'm engaged. Another thing I do, like, I am an author as well. I have a book on Amazon, One Breath, One Dream, One Prayer. It's another really? inspirational guide. If you're yeah, ever looking to purchase that, it's on Amazon. Right, not to look, uh, uh, what's, like what's the title again? One Breath, One Dream, One Prayer by Charity Bennett. Uh, I have the ebook and the paperback. But like I was saying, um, I would be up and I would be generating thoughts and generating ideas while everybody else is sleeping, my mind is in overtime. I'm working. And it's quiet. Yeah. It's quiet. So I'm actually going to get more done in my mind than I am physically. Like I can do a lot of things earlier in the morning. I can do a lot of things when everyone else is
0: sleeping. That's good stuff. All right, well, Terry, I sure appreciate you coming on and letting us take a, take a, a trip into your world and your life. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm, I'm getting some lot of messages. I'm getting some DMs from people saying that they're gonna engage with you. They're gonna follow you, and I already known it. So uh, you did a phenomenal job. I sure appreciate it. Um, before I wrap things up, let me go ahead and uh, give you give everybody a couple of reminders. Um, before I wrap things up, uh, again, if you're looking at this, somebody sent this to you. You're looking at Charity's episode, um, and you know some of the things that she spoke about. As she read it to, to myself, as she as she talked about in our environment, uh, and you feel like that's the kind of brokerage firm that you w- need to be a part of, then just go to the link that I have on the screen and we can schedule an online or an in-person company introduction so you can learn more about it. You know, we're about that support. We're about that nurturing, we're about that development and that coaching and that teaching. You know, that's what we do at Brooks and Davis, period. Uh, and nobody's gonna outdo us as it relates to that. Um, YouTube channel, the best way to engage with us on a consistent basis, you know, our videos, two to three videos a week, our trainings are up there, uh, our mastermind through tough times. So you can not only learn, but you can also get a sense of who we are as a brokerage firm. Uh, and I, and liking our Facebook page, you'll be able to stay abreast of all the activities that we're doing uh, you know, on all the time, right, you know, our goal, especially in 2021 is to be extremely active. uh, And we've been way more active uh, than we've been in the past year. So uh, liking that Facebook business page will continue to keep you in the loop. So, you know, we have going on. Uh, And then all of the other all of the other uh, social media platforms I'm on there. Just quick reminder of the things that we have coming up. Uh, we're going to jump into, in about an hour, we're going to jump into our mastermind through tough times. We're going to go live from our Facebook business page uh, tonight. Going to be on Clubhouse at 7:05, doing our stress management training tomorrow uh, Wednesday. Yeah, that's tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, and then we're premiering our, our latest episode of the Real to Life podcast. Uh, The five ways to become the technology realtor. uh, We're premiering that on uh, this Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. All right, let's see. Uh, I think I just got something in the chat. Boom. All right, so, yeah, all right. So, with that being said, man, I really appreciate uh, you all taking the time, jumping in, jumping on with us today. Uh, Another very successful. Uh, Real to Life podcast. Another great guest. Uh, if you're interested, I need more guests. I need I need to get more people on, in the calendar. Come on, I'm filling up April and May. Let's go. If you're interested, uh, you know if you don't have the link, let me know. I can get the link to you. I'm gonna be having my uh, my uh, admin support make some phone calls, uh, fill out that guest questionnaire for some of you guys. I really want you on this platform. The world wants to know more about you. All of you have a story. The world wants to hear it. Your customers want to hear it. The marketplace wants to hear it. So let's do it. Uh, with that being said, I'm your host, Michael G. Davis, broker, CEO, of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, another great real to life podcast. Until next week, looking forward to coaching you into the cosmos. It's time to take off, people. You enjoy your week, enjoy your Easter. We'll be talking soon. Have a great one.